Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. Vegas! Vegas, baby, Vegas! You're either in or you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags and get ready. You're going to Vegas with someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. We all know that cryptos are everywhere. If you watch the business news, it's part of life and we got to get to know it. But a lot of people don't. We got the perfect person to come in and explain it, and specifically how it might affect Las Vegas. He's a crypto expert. His name is J.R. Lannis. He chairs the West Coast Corporate and Securities Practice Area of Pulsinelli Law and is an experienced securities and M&A attorney. He works out of Los Angeles. J.R., thanks for being with us. So a lot of people are going... I don't get this. And quite frankly, a lot of smart people look at this subject and they think it's something the kids are doing or that kind of thing. But uh, this is something that uh, we can't ignore anymore. Is that right? Yeah, I think it's going to become a part of our lives, just like the Internet. It's a part of our lives. And for those of us who are old enough to remember a time when it wasn't, I think we'll say the same thing about cryptocurrency. 10, 20 years from now. Yeah, that's real interesting. I love the the comparison with technology. So we got to learn this. So in the most simplistic way, can you kind of explain, first of all, what this is? Because a lot of people, we all know it's an alternative form of currency, but it's a lot more than that. Yeah, cryptocurrency can take a lot of different forms, but at its most basic level, it's a form of monetary interest that's tracked on the blockchain. Okay, and then the blockchain, you want to explain that real quick? Yeah, the blockchain is, uh, in a lot of ways, the backside of the Internet in a very specific form of software called uh, blockchain or distributed ledger technology. So it's a way of crowdsourcing computing power, and anybody can do it. Uh, If you wanted to do it yourself, you could just uh, buy the correct computing platform and have the right software, you could become what's called a miner. And you're essentially lending your computing power to others that can be used for recording transactions on the blockchain. So your computer is literally keeping track of what's on the blockchain. And in exchange for that, you get a cryptocurrency. And there's thousands of cryptocurrencies out there. So it's a question of what kind of cryptocurrency you choose to mine and ultimately to have as a result of your efforts. That is fantastic. I love it. It's the first time I've heard somebody explain it where it really makes sense, you know, that we can all get this. And it's really, it's just in the same way the currency has been backed up by gold or by oil or something. It's just another way to quantify it, right? Yeah, it's not too dissimilar from, say, a credit card transaction. When you swipe your credit card, money's transferred from one place to another, and it's recorded on a bank server. Really, the the distinction here is, first, that we're talking about, instead of money, cryptocurrency. So it's kind of an alternative asset, but serving functionally the same purpose. And then, instead of storing the information, the transaction information, on a bank server, you're storing it on the distributed ledger, which is to say on the computers of those people who are participating in the mining of this particular cryptocurrency. 
Now, we're going to get into specifically how this affects Nevada and the gambling uh, world and so forth in the casinos. But first, the concept also of Bitcoin, all that Bitcoin is is just one of these, right? It's the, it's the most well-known of these cryptocurrencies. It's the most well-known and it's the oldest. It was the original cryptocurrency. And they take different forms, so the technology underlying each of these coins can be very different depending on what purpose they serve, but they're all operating in more or less the same way. Okay, so let's move into the Las Vegas casinos because we've seen these actually in downtown Las Vegas. We're seeing ATM machines that uh, dealing with uh, cryptocurrency and so forth. How is this going to change the way people gamble in casinos? I mean, does it work the exact same way as dollars, or is that going to change how we do um, how we do our gaming in Nevada and elsewhere? In the short term, I would say probably not. In the longer term, yes. I, I say no in the short term just because gambling tends to be, despite how it's perceived, legally a fairly conservative industry. And so the... Regulatory bodies, I don't think, are going to be excited to see crypto in the casinos before they absolutely have no choice. That's just my opinion. I don't have any inside information on that. But I do think that, as I said, when we kick things off, this is going to become a part of our lives. And at some point, they're going to have no choice but to accept this in a casino in some form or fashion. How that's going to look and and what limitations it's going to have on it, I don't know. But I do think that eventually you're going to have cryptocurrency in the slot machines or at the tables. Yeah, and I and I think you're right because uh, we're even seeing just with something as simple as a cashless casino, like we saw of a resorts world, real struggle for people to get their arms around it and you think part of the reason for that is because in the world of gaming although we're always looking ahead to the future people that are going to be visiting vegas and so forth it tends to skew as an older demographic yeah it'll take a while for everyone to figure out how it fits but if there's a way for someone to make money off of it then i'm sure that the the gaming companies will find it and i also think that there's just going to be demand Maybe not from the older crowd that you just mentioned, but from the younger crowd and and as it becomes more established, probably from just the average Jane or Joe who's looking to bring their cryptocurrency and be able to gamble with it. Because in a lot of ways, the people who hold cryptocurrency are holding it as a form of disposable income, right? It's not right. the money that they're necessarily living off of. So it's kind of prime low-hanging fruit for people who want to gamble. Yeah, that's what that's well said. Now, you know, just in general, we were talking about the older demographic and so forth. If I think of it in the same way that I think of the internet and so forth, it might not be so long where people in the older demographics are just going to have to maybe not to the same extent as the the upcoming generations, but they're not going to be able to avoid this either, right? We're not, in other words, it's not going to just be an attrition thing as people die off that it'll be moving in. Yeah, I don't think it'll be attrition per se. I think that it's going to be an increasing part of everybody's lives. And yeah, maybe the more senior among us will never quite get there, just like some of our parents or grandparents still are struggling with email. But I think that 95% of the population is going to at least understand it. And many people are going to be utilizing it in some form. 
Well, when you talk about gaming, and specifically here in Nevada, you're talking about government regulation, yet this stuff is not currently regulated by government. You think we're going to see that and see it quick? And how do you kind of envision that possibly rolling out? It is regulated somewhat by government. And without getting too lawyerly on you, I think that really what you see right now is the quest to define what a cryptocurrency is for legal purposes. And you have the SEC saying that most cryptocurrencies are securities. And the SEC, for those who may not know, is the Securities and Exchange Commission. And then you have the CFTC, the Commodities Future Trading Commission, saying that Bitcoin and Ethereum are actually commodities and not securities. And so you have those two regulatory bodies, at least in the U.S., kind of laying claim to the space. So there is some oversight, but Congress has yet to really do much about it, aside from trying to find ways to tax it, which is usually their their go-to, find a way to take a piece of it. So I think that that probably has to happen first, that being a better understanding of what regulation is going to look like in this area, and maybe even taking a step back from that, defining what it is in the first place. Is it a security? Is it a commodity? Is it something else? And then once that can happen, the more state-level regulations like gambling can take it from there. But I really think the federal government has to make its case as to what it is and how it's going to regulate it in a more defined way than it has so far. And then we can start talking about how the gambling body is going to regulate it. Is this going to fall into the – it seems like everything is looked at from a political point of view. Is it going to fall one way or the other, or is this – I kind of get the idea that this doesn't matter whether you're on the left or on the right. Everybody's going to deal with it. Yeah, it's tough to say because I think, frankly, most of Congress doesn't understand it, and so they they don't know what to do about it because they don't understand it well enough to have an opinion. It seems like to the extent that there have been any political – divisions on this. It's what you might expect in the sense that the Republicans are more in favor of it as a form of business and the Democrats are more in favor of regulating it. But mm-hmm. I, I think that it's it's so early on for people in Washington, D.C. that they haven't figured out what they think about it yet. Well, you know, J.R., you said before, you used the term lawyerly, but I'm thinking if you're going to get really involved in this, you want somebody like yourself that can help. I mean, I, I look at it, if I'm going to get into this, I'm going to find somebody like J.R. Lanus that can sit there and kind of give me the ideas. And, you know, we're still dealing with something kind of the wild frontier. So is that something you would say that uh, people really should? It's not a place to, if you're going to significantly get involved in this stuff, you probably need some help. Yeah, I I definitely agree that, Anybody who's going to be operating in a sophisticated way in this space needs help. I think that because it is the Wild West and because it's not clear what the law is yet, there are definitely those out there who choose to see it as because we don't know what the law is, we're going to do whatever we want. And I think that's, even in the best of times, a dangerous approach because sooner or later, and my bet is on sooner, the government's going to come in and start bashing heads together and saying, you guys shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done that. And it's a little bit disingenuous, at least from my perspective, from the government's point of view, because they're basically saying, well, you need to comply with the law, 
we just don't know what it is yet. <laughs> and and it's frustrating for people like me whose job it is to help people comply with the law when we don't exactly have a good definition. But I do think it's better outlined today than it was when I first started dealing with some of these issues four or five years ago. And it'll be better still four or five years from now. So don't take the chance. Don't try and do it on your own and hope for the best because other people got away with it. Try and do it the right way. And especially as the space matures, you're going to be glad that you were on the right side of things instead of on the potentially illegal side of things. Well, yeah. And and you want somebody, you're going to have to prognosticate. You're, you're just going to have to. you got to guess. And you want to go with somebody that's watching this stuff because it changes by the day. Yeah, it does change by the day. And some things change very slowly. As I said, the government's been slow to act on this. But the nature of the technology evolves so quickly that what was true a week ago may not be true a week from now. So you have to really be on top of it if you want to be in this space, because it's just like nothing else I've seen. The the law, as you can imagine, tends to be fairly slow moving. But I've, in my career, never seen anything that moved as quickly as crypto and, and how it's evolved. Well, just a couple more things. One is Bitcoin was, like you say, the first. Everybody's heard of it and so forth. Now we're hearing about all sorts of different currencies and so forth. What advice do you give people? Because the way things work, I'm always a little suspicious because somebody comes in, you kind of want a little history. They may be great opportunities to jump in, but I I would imagine you got to go in with your eyes wide open. Yeah, I think you can't be risk averse and and, uh, be happy in this industry. It's something that is very volatile in a lot of different ways, not just from an investing standpoint, but from any kind of business or operational standpoint too. So you have to understand what you're dealing with, understand that it's risky, but also understand that there's immense opportunity. Um, Just like anything that is going to be big, and one could argue that crypto already is big, but something that's going to be big and part of our lives far greater than it is today, there's risk associated with being on the ground floor of it, but there's also a lot of opportunity. Well, and we always heard about, whenever you talk about your finances, particularly if you're younger, you want to diversify, right? So that means you don't want to ignore this by any means, but you also, in Vegas parlance, you don't want to bet at all on that unless you really have, unless you know something the rest of us don't. Yeah, and I think that that's where people can get into trouble because there have been those who have bet a lot on crypto and come out on the other side very wealthy. The challenge is that those stories tend to get hyped up, right? The guy who put $10,000 into a particular coin and, and became a billionaire. Yeah, that has happened, but is it the norm? Absolutely not. So you have to you know, balance the sensationalism of a particular story versus the odds of it actually happening to you. So final question then, people hear this, they're definitely intrigued. I know some people will just hear what we're going to talk about and they don't want to miss it. What do you recommend to somebody if they said to you, I want to get involved in it, I don't want to bet at all, but I, I don't want to miss out on it. Is there a good way to start? Is there a way, what, what are the first steps in, in getting in this world? I think you really need to educate yourself, and there's a lot of information out there that's free. It's easy to find. All you need is a computer or a phone, and you can look it up. So 
I would say spend a good amount of time educating yourself, really understanding what crypto and blockchain are, and then figure out how you fit with that, because everyone has their own approach and their own skill set, and then do something. But I, I think that there are a lot of people who want to do something and then figure it out later, and I don't think that really works in the space. You really need to understand it first and then develop a plan, not the other way around. Right, and I think that's great advice. Well, JR, if people want to know more about you, how do we learn more about what you're doing and uh, can read more? Where, where should we go? Yeah, I'm just a humble lawyer. I'm a partner at the law firm Polsonelli and uh, I'm the vice chair of the securities law practice. So you can find me if you want to Google me on the Internet or go to polsonelli.com. You can find my contact information there, and you can find what I've been speaking about doing and um, what I'm involved with, which includes a lot of crypto. Definitely worth checking out. JR, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you for having me.